Hey, Brian Wilson, Texas Lawhawk. Say Funky Town Podcast. Funky Town Podcast! What? Funky Town Podcast! Funky Town Podcast! Funky Town Podcast? Funky Town Podcast! Welcome to Funky Town Podcast. That was I Happy Am's version of Holiday Road. I had to look long and hard to find that dog bark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could have just came over to my house. I could have got the dog barking. Yeah. With a recorder. It's hard to get him to bark on, on beat, though. Oh, you don't just get a dog to, to bark and then put it like in a sequencer? <laughs> and yes, of course. No. Oh. That's how I did it. No, of course. All right. So, anyways, Joe's obviously here. Mm-hmm. Zach's here. Hey guys, I'm here. He's half alive. Oh yeah, and I'm half dead. And half dead. Yes. And then our special guest is Allison Stanford. Hi everybody. Stratford. I forgot Stanford. 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 Okay. All of a sudden I was like, wait a second, is it Stratford? No, that doesn't sound right either. <laughs> Allison Stanford. What did I write down? I wrote down Allison Stanford. Okay. That's so, me. We are on top of it today. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I feel like you look, Joe. Oh, how do I look? Oh, Tired. Geez. Red-eyed, red-faced. Mm. I'm a little ready. Yeah. So, um, Purple people eater. Yeah, so that that song was from two years ago. Yep. Last year was magic. That's right. Mm-hmm. And this year was a wedding, so nothing ever really... Oh, yeah, we didn't quite have time to do it. We were really this busy year. this year. It was a busy year for a happy AM and me, Motor Scooter. It was. It was real busy. It was also a busy year for Allison. It was. Wow. And so you, you went to Europe... Did like a whole tour in October, like you went like all over the place in Europe, right? I actually went on tour with Southwestern Adventist University singers to Norway, Sweden, and Finland in May. And then in June, no, I'm sorry, in August, I went to South America on a Fulbright grant as a Fulbright scholar to teach and sing and research at the National Conservatory of Music in La Paz, Bolivia. Wow. How cool is that? It was pretty darn amazing. (laughs) So, like, um, who are are you teaching whenever you're teaching down there? Is it, like, kids or is it, like, adults? This time it was college-age students up to people that had gone to college music or other things and decided to come back to music so i had a couple students that were older than me mm-hmm. 
and then of course students that were younger than me too yeah well, that's a good cool. mix um so are you teaching like singing or is it like um more technical as far as theory this time thank goodness i didn't have to teach music theory mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, brother i would not be a good music theory professor they had me teaching private singing lessons and also going in and watching their voice teachers teach and mentoring their current voice teachers and also i assisted with their choir wow and i've never directed a choir before so that was like jumping into the deep end oh really yes so did you like that (laughs) i thought it was really um eye-opening and (laughs) it was hard is it hard it makes me really appreciate what choir directors go through because you have to hear all the voices. You have to try to be able to hear all four or sometimes eight parts at once. Mm-hmm. And I did my best. <laughs> so they were very patient with me because also I'm not fluent in Spanish. I get by. And so the students were super patient and helpful as I attempted to communicate everything in Spanish. Now, did you get better as it went along? Totally. Yeah. Even my friends down there, I'd been to Bolivia a few several times before. And by the end of this trip, they were like, wow, Allison, your Espanol is mucho mejor. It's mm-hmm. much better. <laughs> so that was really encouraging. That's really cool. So where did you stay? Like with the, like families or is it like just ho- ho- hotels or the school has like a, a dormitory or building or something? Or They don't have a dormitory. Their conservatory of music is more um, commuter, I guess you would say. But I stayed in a hostel owned by one of my buddies down there, and uh, they were really great. It was there were a lot of backpackers mm-hmm. that I got to know and didn't party with because <laughs> I was there to work. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the hostel people thought I was probably pretty antisocial because <laughs> I didn't want to party. I wanted to take care of my health and my voice (laughs) sure (laughs) because la paz is at twelve thousand feet above sea level and it's really it's actually harder for westerners to stay healthy down there or it was for me i got sick pretty darn sick twice so which was scary as a singer because i had a concert to do i had to be singing all the time and being like the role model as a singer for the students so um, I had to try to stay really healthy. Wow. Now, did you go alone or were you with some friends or at least like people that, that you knew? I knew well? a lot of people yeah. because I've been to La Paz to sing and research five or six times. So this was my, I can't remember, it was my fifth or sixth time down there. And it was great to have friends. It would have been so much more difficult if I didn't have any contacts yeah, just stranger in a strange land. Yeah, kind of it already felt like that, even with friends. It was being there for three months was so much different than being there for just a few weeks sure. or a month. And I definitely had the feeling of, I don't belong here. <laughs> but at that said, everyone in La Paz was so welcoming to me, and the students were so receptive to what I had to say, even if it was different than what their teachers normally told them and they loved the music i brought down there and it was just a really great experience full of warm fuzzies that's awesome (laughs) um so like uh did you feel like you stood out like if you're just walking around uh, people look at you and they just know that you're at least american or you're not from there oh yes definitely did you ever get nervous and feel kind of like you could be a target in one of the cities I visited, yes. I was in Oruro, which is a city a little, I believe it's a little south of La Paz, and it's one of the mining cities. So there aren't a lot of Western immigrants or tourists there. And I went to go see a couple of my friends play a show there. And at night they told me I needed water. And they wouldn't let me go across the street to buy the water at night (laughs) because it was a dark, not very well lit area. Uh And, you know, I would have been a target. So 
there were parts of Bolivia where you have to be careful and parts of La Paz where I wanted to go see a friend play a show at this bar and I had multiple other friends tell me, no, you can't. Sorry. <laughs> you don't get to go to see that show. <laughs> yeah. No, I bet it's like seeing on me, I'm always want to go to, that makes me want to go more. You know, it's like, oh, why can't I go? You know, I want to see this part of town that I'm not supposed to see. And if you were with a group It'd be of different. buddies, yeah. if I was wanting to go by myself to would, this dark, scary part of town. Yeah, During would, the day, La Paz is super safe. I always feel safe there. There are certainly neighborhoods you want to avoid. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend, who I left behind here while I was there looked up all the scariest YouTube videos oh, and course. was telling me, okay, <laughs> there's a prison there and it's in the middle of the city and they offer tours to tourists to go tour the prison. You, I really hope you don't do that, honey. <laughs> and I, I said, wow. don't worry. I don't even know about that prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, see, that wouldn't work with me. I'd be like, oh, okay. I gotta go check out the prison. You know? Yeah, if your wife told you mm-hmm. all the places not to go, you would go to them. That's whenever we were in, whenever we were in the Navy. Now, upon thinking about it later, I think they tricked us, but they would give us a, a list because we had boot camp in San Diego, and there are like per- certain parts of there that they that they don't want you to go to. Wow. And um. I'll, a lot of it is because you're 18, 19 years old. You just got out of boot camp or whatever, and people know. They know who the guys that just got out of boot camp. You're at boot camp mm-hmm. for three months. You got nowhere to spend your money. You got a pocket full of dough. You're ready to go out and meet girls. <laughs> you know, people who aren't nice can take advantage of you quickly. And so they're like, stay away from And they give us this whole list of all these places not to go. And that became our checklist of <laughs> oh where we were going. And it was me and a bunch of buddies, so it was a little, it's still. You know, but it's places where there was prostitution, drugs. It was just those kinds of, you know, Tijuana was on there. Oh, of course, yeah, we went to Tijuana. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, I was always like, yeah, give me a list of where I shouldn't go. So, oh my so. But I think they gave us the like the more tame stuff because they knew that we were going to do it anyways. They didn't <laughs> give us the real list. Yeah. I bet there are places in San Diego that, just like here, you know, there's certain places to stay out of. Just don't go. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You know? You're better off. There's nothing there, but um, yeah, I think that's interesting. So, uh, what kind of food is it that, that that they eat? Is it like a in the part of Bolivia where I was in La Paz? It's high in the Andes Mountains, and potatoes originated in the Andes, at least according to all the Bolivians that I met. And mm-hmm. there are so many different kinds of potatoes. You think potatoes are boring, but if you go down there, mm-hmm. potatoes are exciting, and there's so <laughs> many different kinds. You're like, that's a potato? Wow, they're purple and orange and all colors, uh-huh. even white and purple potatoes. So potatoes are a big deal, and meat, 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 meat. You can get fricassees, you can get chicharron, which down there, it's fried meat, usually pork, that's mm-hmm. really tender and delicious, and served with potatoes. And you can even eat llama or llama steaks down there. There's something called sil pancho, which is really delicious, and that is really thinly pounded steak over rice with salsa and an egg and potatoes so a lot of times you'll get rice and potatoes as sides so it's pretty heavy and people they just want to tank up on their carbs and energy at lunchtime because it takes a lot of energy to live there because a lot of times you have to walk because sometimes if you get in a car it's actually slower in la paz because there's so many people and mm -hmm. so many cars on the road that it's faster to walk sometimes, so you need your energy. So at lunch, you always get a soup, and then this huge main course of all the starch and meat and some vegetables, and then you always get a dessert. And then you eat light at breakfast and dinner. Wow. See, I, I like the the food stuff from other countries. Yeah. I'm just never... It's really good. I'm never really brave enough. Now, if you're there and you're living there, you have to try it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, because you have to live there you know but i'm always weird about trying foods that i don't know but i like potatoes 
and I like meat, so it's, <laughs> it's pretty easy like, to okay, like the food. Meat and potatoes, I think I can get along there. It's kind of and which they have my a special is. salsa called yaqua, and it's made with herbs that are just found around La Paz, and it's spicy and yummy. Yeah, with the locoto pepper. Locoto pepper. And then in every major city in La Paz, the food will change. Each city has their specialties. But do they have tacos like the ta- like the street taco types? Something that's kind of like mm. a taco? Or they do any tor- tortillas or anything like that? In La Paz, the main thing is this amazingly delicious treat called the salteña. And they also have a variation on it called the tucumana. And it's basically like a meat pie. Mm-hmm. And the salteña, you usually have them in the morning, mid-morning snack. And they're in this semi-sweet crust and really juicy on the inside you can get them really spicy or mild and you have to master the art of eating the saltania because if you don't you're going to spill all the juice that's inside of it all over your clothes (laughs) 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 and the tucumana is basically the same thing but it's deep fried and you just get them on the street there's they're everywhere in the morning and people eat them just right in front of the stands with multiple different kinds of sauces so i wonder um you know about taking other people's food and bringing it here, or taking our food and bringing it there. Is it is it really hard to to, to do because you don't have the actual food from that place? You know what I mean. I mean, you can't make that here, can you? Something like that. You can try, but it's going to have a different flavor, yeah. especially in La Paz. Even the bread tastes different because of the altitude. And there's this really uh. delicious roll they call the marraqueta. And it's a French bread roll type thing, but it just, it, you can't get it anywhere else. I've gone to neighboring cities, and it's not the same as in La Paz, because they don't bake it at the right, the same elevation. They can't. Huh, that's interesting. It's just delicious. That makes sense. That's cool. And I have mm-hmm. a Bolivian friend in Arizona who always asks me to bring back these special dehydrated white potatoes called tuntas. So don't tell customs. <laughs> But I wrapped some tuntas in a few sweaters. And Masaru, if you hear this, you will be getting tuntas for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So they're dehydrated potatoes. Yes. And then you put them in soups. This one, he likes to make them in a peanut sauce. Huh. Interesting. And there's so many more dishes I could tell you about, but then we would run out of time. I know, it would be like a... <laughs> there's oh, like so is, many famous... <laughs> this is food podcast. La Paz dishes that are so good. Yeah, and that was just interesting, you know, like what type of food, because um, I'm always interested like what people... Because like I said, I always think if I... I haven't gone anywhere. I've been to Tijuana. That's the only place I've been outside the 48, you know? And, uh, and we ate tacos on the street you know uh but i was wondering like what it would be like if i went to germany or if i went to you know like i don't like chinese food if i went anywhere you you you, you have to and and there's something there that i would like you just have to learn you know what everything is and not be weirded out by the way that it looks or the way that it smells because it's different you have to have an open mind yeah as long as it's not usually um uh testicles you know, or, or like, sure. or, or like innards, livers, or you know, things like that. I'm okay with. If it's the meaty part of the animal, like, I'm okay with it. But mm. some of the weird stuff they do, you know, that different things. That's will, available in La Paz too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it is. It's it's available here. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, was there any um, like when you're there? Do you feel like really, really, really far from home? Because like I said, I've only been just a few places, and I felt far from home, but I, I knew that if I got on a plane, I could be home in a couple of hours. It wasn't it, that's different. You're like really, really, really far. It was really harder than I thought it was going to be this time. Usually when I've gone to La Paz, I've been there for a show, and when you're in an opera or a musical, you have like a built-in family built around you mm-hmm. that you can hang out with all the time, and they're always at rehearsal. But this time, I was a professor, and professors usually, we just go in, we teach, and we go home, mostly. Sure. So, I did get to feeling lonely, especially when I got sick. I was just in my bed, and, you know, like, alone, wishing I were healthy, (laughs) (laughs) video chatting with my boyfriend and my friends, (laughs) and I didn't expect to have a hard time with that at all, because I'd been there before, but three months is different. It is a long time. I and 
being sick hurt me because I wasn't up to going out and hanging out with my friends in La Paz. And the language barrier is real. It's very real. I went to a luncheon that was for the anniversary of the conservatory. And I was so excited to be around everyone and meet everyone. But I didn't understand probably 80%, 75% of what was said because it was right at the beginning of my trip. And I'm glad I went, but I certainly <laughs> need a little more space. Was really <laughs> exhausted at the end, and you get more tired at the end of the day when you're trying to learn a language. I discovered. Oh, I bet that. And, yeah, that's true for sure. And the elevation as well. Mm-hmm. Was the sun off? Like, like what time? Like, did the sun rise and set? Down there, it was. Let's see, it was late summer, early fall here, so there it was late winter, early spring, so there was plenty of sunshine, it just, when the sun went down, it got cold. Yeah. So, it never felt totally like spring to me. It always felt like I needed to wear my coat and scarf all the time and have it with me the whole time, because that high up, it's going to be cold in the mornings and at night. (laughs) <laughs> so um whenever you weren't working um did you go out and see like um any plays or like operas or e- even local bars and see bands play or oh yeah definitely yeah. i have a good friend named teresa morales and she's a wonderful singer and she's such a great storyteller when she sings a song She's really inhabiting the lyrics and just pouring her heart into the lyrics. She introduced me to this style of music called Trova music, which is that style. It kind of reminded me of, like, James Taylor or maybe Bob Dylan, where it's, like, story songs. Kind of folky. Yeah, I saw a whole concert of that. It was really beautiful and really good for my Spanish to try to understand what was going on with beautiful guitar playing that almost sounded like classical guitar playing. And then there's a lot of classic rock cover bands down there. Really? People love classic rock. I got to see some symphony concerts and hear some bolivian composers music some brand new pieces Uh that were really exciting that sounded like the andes mountains the nice open spaces it kind of almost reminded me of classical american music that tries to sound like the wide open spaces it was a lot of that in the bolivian music too that i heard that's interesting and i love Bolivian, like Andean folk music, too. I got to see a really cool concert with Andean folk instruments. There's so many cool instruments we don't have pan pipes mm-hmm. that they call samponas that look like um, those little kind of they're not flutes, but yeah, it's a, pan it's a pan, yeah, yeah. pan flute or whatever. And they have a multiple lengths and they have different flutes and different guitars. And this one called a charango that's like a mini guitar. There's just so many sights and sounds down there that we don't we don't have here that are colorful and beautiful. And people down there seem to be more connected to like the ancient culture. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of us have forgotten that and lost that connection. But down in La Paz in Bolivia it's still really strong. It's still there. Well, do you think it's because their culture is so old and everything here is still only, what, two, three hundred years old? That has to be part of it, yes. And if we're white, we were the invaders. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's really not anything for us to go back ancient And in Bolivia, you can visit the ancient sites. I visited one, the, the main ancient ruins site called Tiwanaku, and it's older than Machu Picchu. You can find the Andean cross in Tiwanaku that you find in Machu Picchu, but the one in Bolivia predates the one in Machu Picchu. So how old is it, you think? I forget the exact numbers, but I know it's at least 2,000 yeah, years I'll, I'll say BC. Uh-huh. And wow. the culture lasted longer than the Incan. Inca culture and much of the ruins are still underground and they're still in the process of excavating it 
it was magical to be there and feel the history now it's in that it's place. strange because it's one thing growing up a hardcore like fundamental christian everything i learned about world history was pretty much biblical mm-hmm. and so i'm just learning about like you know parts of africa and the middle mm-hmm. east or whatever that's pretty much everything that and all this stuff that's happening there fine it happened there but this other stuff was was going on on other parts of the world at the exact same time that i never even knew i don't know how it it worked in my mind as far as what the timeline was but once i figured out that like whoa there was like whenever moses was doing his thing there was somebody across the other side of the world doing their own kind of you know it's pretty fascinating and some of those stories have have kind of parallels which I'll get into talk Even with. Even the construction methods that mm-hmm. are used in Tiwanaku, um, you can find the same ones. In, in the pyramids? The pyramids. Um, there's videos on YouTube about it. Yeah. yeah. Ancient aliens. theories. Sure, like how, how all the pyramids will from all over the world will like line up to make a certain sort of shape that gives some kind of energy or power. Or, wow. Yeah. You know, I think I heard at one time that like the pyramids were kind of like an energy towers or whatever, yeah. and they would things would fly in the air from the pyramids or whatever. It's like a Tesla see, thing, you know, where they have the energy comes from the earth. Mm-hmm. Or see, I'd like to believe all that. Mm-hmm. I just think that maybe it was just a good idea, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, good idea to make a pyramid." <laughs> yeah, just the way it yeah falls together. Kinda. It's cool. And back then, you had nothing but time. Well, plus it makes and lots of slaves know, makes sense. You dump like a pile of sand or whatever they'll naturally kind of pyramid up and then just carve it out sure <laughs> i don't know easy as that yeah easy see, as that joe solved the pyramid thing and now well, we know how the pyramids were built <laughs> just as to why uh why they'd look the same across cultures but well cause, no they were actually built together with with blocks mm-hmm. bricks yeah i understand that but that's just i mean how things form you know in oh nature. as far as like a pyramid mm-hmm. like an oh, ant pile yeah you see an ant pile the, like oh the that geometry of it sure mm-hmm. yeah i know but let us have the magic oh no, i'm sorry <laughs> i always ruin the magic <laughs> the aliens are my the fucking taught science the ant to do it. <clears throat> do what, aliens taught the ants how to do it I think and so the ants taught us oh and our uh, uncles weren't involved <laughs> i do often often wondered you know way back then if there were aliens that would visit us way more regular than they visit us now because now we we can definitely record them or do whatever you know maybe even catch them and but then we were still so you know they're angels they're gods or you know mm. we were kind of worshiping them they could come down and maybe show us give a couple little advances in technology here and there to push push us along the way that would be cool yeah but, i don't know i don't know <laughs> i also also thought that i also wondered if we've came this far before even further and then did something and wiped almost everybody out and then we kind of started over again with caveman times and, then and the way these ruins were constructed are is so perfect the way the rocks fit together you can see that the original way was better than the way the archaeologists continued in their reconstruction efforts Mm-hmm. We can't. We can't do it now with all the yeah. machinery that, that we have wow. in the world. Yeah. We, we can't make that exactly like it is. Right. It's yeah. so cool. I think that's trippy, man. It is. And some of the rocks in Tiwanaku, the, the stones they used to build, were so large. And they couldn't find that type of stone nearby the site. The nearest location they could have gotten that stone was like several or many kilometers away so that's another mystery like how'd they get it there how did they get the stones there i'm waiting for joe's answer oh i don't know the ground just moved and it slid down the hill over time that 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 could be Um, i'll look into it so whenever it was actually time to go it's like your last day there and you're like oh crap i'm going home now you're excited but you're probably also really sad too it was really bittersweet. I really still miss the public transportation in La Paz. Mm-hmm. They don't have a subway. They have a really nice bus line, but the crown jewel is the teleferico, which is a cable car system mm-hmm. built by a Austrian company, I believe. But you can travel the whole city in these pods, <coughs> these cable cars so above they're the, in the city. Sky. Oh, wow. I would just 
float to work and float back. And <laughs> I could see the beautiful mountain Yimani that overlooks the city. So I've decided that we all need Telefericos. Around Fort Worth. Wow, Fort yeah, Worth. For sure. <laughs> that would be cool. But I got to do a lot of traveling right before I left with my sister. She came and visited me, and we went to this amazing place called the Salar de Uyuni, which are was the huge salt flat, which is just white expanse as far as the eye can see in the salt? Bolivia. Yes. And then we went to wine country, Bolivian wine country. So I got to see some really beautiful things before I came home, which was really nice. <laughs> so what'd you do whenever you got home? Like, where's the first place that you went? Like, where you're like, I gotta go to Waterburger. I have to have. <laughs> was it like that for you at all? Let's like some see. sort of like local thing you had I to get? I definitely craved the American burger. Mm-hmm. I have to confess, I couldn't find a burger in La Paz that really did it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, the first place I went was to visit my boyfriend in Austin. <laughs> And then, um, but burgers were in order, and American pizza, and <laughs> just like all the American junk food, mm-hmm. ranch dressing, <laughs> just like these are true confessions. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I, that's probably what I would. I know I spent a summer in Yellowstone. It will work. I was a busboy at the Old Faithful Inn, and uh, it was like June, July, August, and so it was kind of the same. But it was it was a dorm with some of my friends and people we didn't know. But when it was all said and done, it's like I couldn't wait to to, to come home and, and have Tex-Mex. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had some Mexican food up there, but it was so far, it wasn't Mexican food at all to where, I mean, it was just, I mean, they would give you chips and like paste picante sauce as their salsa <laughs> and stuff. I mean, they would, it's like, this is paste. It's like, well, that's all we have around here. We don't, nobody, nobody makes salsa. They couldn't get, and this was also 15, 20 years ago. Maybe it's different now. No, like, it's not. Yeah, but you couldn't get... You couldn't any. get good Tex-Mex in La Paz either. That's mm. another thing I missed. I forgot. Yeah, yes, Mexican that food. is the main thing. One of the main things I missed. Guacamole mm-hmm. and salsa and tacos. Yes, those were very, very sorely missed by me. So I always wonder if you can move to one of these places and make, like, I'm an American. I'm going to have an American restaurant. We're going to have hot dogs, hamburgers. We're going to have American tacos. There were places like that in Moscow, like owned by expats that tried to start it up. But, I mean, the ingredients were Russian, so it didn't, I mean, you know, it was good. But it still wasn't. It still didn't taste like authentic. beef or whatever. Just like if you tried to take, you know, some Russian street food over here, it'd still be good, but it wouldn't taste exactly the same. Yep. So I should move (laughs) there. I want to open up a hot dog stand in Costa Rica. It's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I let Allison um, pick a, a couple of the songs, and she said her favorite local song was... Lucky Smoke. By Ansley. By Ansley. And so we'll play that. Have you seen her play um, since she's had like her new album out? I haven't yet. No. I haven't seen a live show yet. I really... I know she has a ton in December, so I'm going to... Hopefully, you should get to check out one real soon. One of those, yeah. Yeah, no, she's good. Super yeah, she's, good. She's, I she's love her good. voice. And I think it's just really cool how, I mean, she was the, in my mind, the Janis Joplin of our local scene. Yeah. She was that just rock and roll blues queen kind of girl or whatever. And to do what she's doing now, it's like, wow, she's really, you know, I mean, she's, she's got some really range. Yeah, it's, that's what it is. You know, she's really versatile. I'm just, because re- not everybody can pull that off, mm-hmm. can go from being this. You know, the lead singer to Panic Volcanic to be in Ansley. You know, it's yeah, cool. definitely not. That's awesome. And the, have you seen her video for this? Yes, it's so cute. It's great, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, this is Lucky Smoke by Ansley. So much time 
Welcome back to the Funky Town Podcast. That was Lucky Smoke by Ansley. That's so inspirational. I can't, every time I hear it, I just, it lifts my heart up and send it shooting to the moon. So, hold <laughs> I haven't, I haven't asked you yet. How was, um, last week? So, you got married on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, I'm sure you were, were recuperating from the wedding. Yeah. And then Monday, did you go to work? Yes, I did go to work. And Monday. she went to work too? Yes, we both went to work Monday. All last week? Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun going to work. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it fit, still felt kind of like, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to describe, it was like a feeling in the air where it's almost surreal. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're, you're living life, you're going through it, but you're not, it's almost like you're watching your life through a movie screen. But, I mean, in a good way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, there's a certain magic in the air. And so you felt different going to work being somebody's husband than you did yeah. not being somebody's Aww. husband. I'm still, I'm still thinking, I'm a married man. Mm-hmm. I'm, tr- trying to, I'm trying to think of the proper um, pronouns and uh, phrases that I need to start saying. Like John Mulaney's, that's my wife. <laughs> yeah, just don't call her your old lady. My old lady. Yeah, yeah that's no. what I used. To, we, we, I, I think we talked about that. I used to that a long time ago. She never mind. She was from the same kind of you know folks that would call their old ladies mm-hmm. old ladies or whatever. So although it was but now it's like one day it's like I think she did call me her old man. Aww. I think I I I, I, I think it's cool, man. If my wife ever wants to call me her old man, I got no problem with it. I almost prefer it. You know, I like it. Or she was calling me an old man. I forget. Yeah, I don't worry about that. <laughs> Hard to say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's great. And then um, we we had one uh, person to the wedding that was coming, and he got lost on the way. Oh. And it's because he stopped and asked for directions from somebody who d- he didn't know what they were talking about. And he went to the wrong place. He went to a Masonic Lodge. Oh, <laughs> and, no. And so he's like, where's the wedding? I guess I'll go home. So he didn't show up late? He never nope. found it? He never found it. Mm-hmm. He didn't call or nothing. I mean, I, I didn't have my phone on right. me, but uh, other people had my phone on them. And so, but 
It was a great wedding. Yeah, I agree. It was. It was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. It's pretty neat. It was Telly and Zach and Rebecca wedding. It was just perfect. Oh, congratulations, yeah. y'all. Thank you. Thank you. It's pretty neat. It's, uh, yeah, pretty neat. When's your honeymoon? Um, we're leaving on weeks, right? the 20th. Yeah. 20th, all right. Where London. are you going? London. <gasps> yeah. Uh, it's not as exotic as Bolivia, but <laughs> it's not a competition. No, it's, it's uh, I've never been across across the pond. Uh, uh-uh, me neither. Uh, Rebecca's been to Hungary um, on a mission trip. I was, okay, sorry. What'd you get distracted for? Um, what happened? Do you see a? I lost all the noise out of the back. Oh, I don't hear the noise. Anyways, <laughs> I don't okay. hear it either. I'm not so, sure what happened. Okay. Uh, so, um, we got an email, um, mm. a special kind of email from a special kind of person. <laughs> this is an email from Marlon. Marlon! <laughs> Yes, and if you guys want to join the club and be cool like Marlon, send us an email at fun10podcast at gmail.com. It's a really neat thing to do. You should try it sometime. Duh. Anyways, this one's called... Uh, <laughs> this, this email uh, is from Marlon. It says, Dear Funky Town Podcast people, It's no surprise that Zach and Rebecca's wedding was so classy and beautiful. They are great people, and the ceremony was outstanding. And I mean that most sincerely. But I have to ask... Was I the only one in the room when Zach got out his card to read a vow he had written that thought he was going to say, give me an adjective, and so on as Zach lives go? He is quite the jokester, you know. That would have been great if he would have done like a wedding vow Zach uh, lived right in there. That would have been pretty funny. Gosh. Yeah. Um, that would have been awesome. I actually, my vows, um, I know to keep talking about me, uh, my vows were written from two different kind of... Uh, sit down sit sit sittings and uh i wrote a poem and i just could not finish it i was like and so i figured i just use the poem that i wrote because i really liked it and then finished it with like like just a paragraph of what i really wanted to say mm-hmm. cut all the artistry poetry out of it and just speak to the very core of myself <laughs> you nailed it. That's wow. so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Awesome. Anyways, yeah, so um, thanks, Marlon, for sending the email. If you want to be cool like Marlon, fucktownpockets uh, at gmail.com. It's easy. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, speaking of Zach Lives, do you want to play some? Sure. Yeah. Monkey Town Podcast. Zach Lives. Oh, yep. That was, that was wonderful. We have a creator. We still use that. Still use it. <laughs> I love it. Just as great <clears throat> as I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh my no. goodness. Um, Allison, <laughs> can I have a plural noun? A plural noun? Yes, please. Um, let's do puppies. Aww. Classic Zach Lib's choice, I'm sure. <laughs> Not often enough, though. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, can I have a noun? Um, how about uh, taco? Taco. Flash taco, flash, flash taco. If you really want a taco, eat it right now. Flash taco. Joe, can I have an adjective? He's making up words to that song. Um, <laughs> jolly. Jolly. When you're really, really hungry and you only got a minute. Oh, that's that's a lyric. What did I say? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> if you really want to talk about it, eat it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Allison, can I have a noun? Yes. Let's go with trophy. Trophy. All right. Describing the room. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jeff, can I have an adjective? Um, shiny. Shiny. Mm. And Joe, can I have an adjective? Mm, ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and Allison, can I also have an adjective? Yes, you may. Surreal. Surreal. Just like last week was for you. Yeah. That's a great... I love that word, too. Mm-hmm. 
I like that kind of art surrealism yeah that's mm, probably yeah. my favorite I think mine too that's what Dolly is right yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I like what did you need an adjective um, yes an adjective uh, no I'm so sorry a verb a verb um swim swim I like a lot of prog rock because they have surrealist paintings in their in their album covers. Ah. Oh, I never um, noticed that. I mean, that's not the only reason. <laughs> the music mainly, but... <laughs> uh, Joe, can I have a plural noun? Mm-hmm. Rainbows. Rainbows. All right. Allison, can I have a plural noun? Yes. Expressions. Okay. Does that fit into, like, an idea as mm-hmm. a noun? Person, place, or thing? Like, or yeah, idea? I guess it's an idea. Mm. Hmm. I don't oh. know. It's a thing, Something I guess. Something to think about. It's a thing. <laughs> Does it work in context? Or you can't tell yet? Should I give you yeah, another yeah. noun? It totally works now. Okay. Um, Jeff, can I have a noun? Um, thermometer. 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 Monitor. Thermometer. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> Thermometer. Um, oh, thank goodness. Joe, can I have a, par- a plural part of the body? Plural part of the body. Um, belly buttons. Belly buttons. <laughs> do you have more than one of those? <laughs> Some people do. Oh. Maybe. My aunt doesn't have one. I heard a story on a podcast today about a woman who that cut hers off and s- sent it to her boyfriend. She doesn't have a belly. She, she cut her belly button off. Mm-hmm. Oh, she had an Audi. I guess. She I had to have because you can't cut off your in- any. I don't know. She, she was heavy, she was in the body it. modification. Does your belly button attach on the inside to something? I don't no. know. I don't think so. I'm what? not a medical doctor. I'm still really curious how my aunt doesn't have one. I mean, I've never actually seen it, but that was oh, always what she they was said. Cloned. We always said she was an alien. Could but be. I don't understand how you don't have a belly button. It's You'll have to have a heart to heart with her. You're kind of weird. I feel it's like even if you're cloned, you'd still have a belly button. Yeah, ask my dad about that. His sister. You'd still have to be born. Yeah, you need. Yeah, to the umbilical cord took to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just just because plugged. Well, no, Superman doesn't have it. Superman doesn't have a belly button. Does Superman not have a belly button? I bet he doesn't. I don't know. I've never seen him naked. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I'm saying he wasn't. He was. He was like. Wasn't he like in an egg or something? He was like hatched as an alien on another planet. I think well, he, he was born he on was another born planet from his Kryptonian mother and sent here. Do you think they have the same kind of birth? <laughs> we have know. no idea. It's probably a butt baby. Well, I'm sure somebody knows. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh man! Do you know whose turn it is? Uh, it's Alice's. Turn. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Can I have a noun? Yes, you may. I want to say, um, goodness gracious, um, noun. Let's just go with um, soup. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, Jeff. Can I have a noun? I'm gonna go with potato. Potato. Like potato soup. Potatoes from Bolivia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bolivian potato soup. <laughs> okay. Thank goodness. Um, Joe, can I have an adverb? Mm. Mm-hmm. Freshly? Freshly. Eh, that'll work. <laughs> See, I always think of the Irish when it comes to potatoes. Does, do the Bolivians get mad about that? <coughs> I think yeah. they would, yes. Yeah. I've talked to people of Irish descent or from Ireland, and they claim that potatoes are from Ireland. Mm-hmm. But every Bolivian I talk to says that potatoes are from Bolivia, and then all the Peruvians say potatoes are from Peru, so... I'm pretty sure potatoes were introduced to Ireland in the not-too-distant past. And so then, maybe they are from the Andes Mountains. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure they're at least native to this hemisphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then finally, um, Allison, can I have a part of the body? I know yes. they're in Idaho. Why did I get either one of those? It's because I... You skipped the right you. Let's say ankle. Ankle. All right, Funk Down Podcast, Zach Lives. <laughs> this is a Zach Lives entitled, How to Ward Off a Vampire. Oh. All puppies beware. Fending off vampires takes more than common taco and <laughs> jolly intuition. 
Sure, you could carry around a sharp wooden trophy to stop an attack, <laughs> but you should also fo- follow these four shiny suggestions. <laughs> Number one, vampires love the dark and hate the ridiculous sun. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so run your surreal errands in the daytime and don't swim alone in the middle of the night. Yeah, good advice, yeah. so far. <laughs> Number two, vampires despise garlic and are allergic to holy rainbows. So carry these expressions on your thermostat, thermometer, <laughs> thermometer. <laughs> at all times. I don't know why I put a T at the end of the thermometer. Oh. <laughs> Number three, vampires absolutely cannot stand the sight of their hideous belly buttons in the mirror. <laughs> so always have a handheld soup in your pocket. Oh. Never knew kind. that. <laughs> If you really want that pesky vampire... Number four. If you really want that pesky vampire to bite the dust and cross over to the other potato, legend has it there's only one way to freshly stop a vampire. Cut off its ankle. <laughs> Fuck that podcast. Like looks. Nice. Bravo. That was awesome. <laughs> um, with a few minutes that we had left, I had a couple things planned, but I'm going to do um, abbreviated versions of it. One of them... What, what we need to do every week is we should do birthdays that are coming up for the next week. Who's ever on our Facebook birthday pages that we might know? Oh, good okay. idea. But the only one I know for this week, today is Nathan Brown's birthday. So we should wish Nathan oh, Brown a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nathan happy Brown. Happy birthday, Nathan Brown. Um, and we want to do more uh, new stuff. And I, I had a couple, but the best one out of it is um, this one here, man arrested in Texas after telling kids Santa Claus isn't real. Okay. Oh, was wow. that last like year or was that this year? Mm-mm, it was like the, second graders, wasn't it? It was like at a mall. No. I'll read it to you. I put glasses on. It wasn't at a It was in, um, here. Police say a 31-year-old protester who told children Santa Claus is not real has been arrested for trespassing at a North Texas church. Aaron Urbanski was arrested Saturday after authorities were called to a church in Cleburne, which was hosting a Breakfast with Santa event. Police say they found three people demonstrating outside the church after responding to a trespassing complaint. Authorities say Urbanski refused to leave and continued to cause a disturbance. Urbanski, who was charged with criminal trespass, has been booked into the Johnson County Law Enforcement Center. Cleburne Mayor Scott Kane weighed in on the Facebook saying, Don't mess with Santa. The mayor continues, I guess um, they wanted coal in their stockings to go with their court appearance. Mm-hmm. But isn't that crazy? Oh, gosh. Can you get the glasses off with the headphones? <laughs> so I looked up some birthdays on my friend's looks. Uh, Jake Palachik on the 13th. Oh. Um, Jake Palachik. Uh, Jennifer Rux on the 10th. <gasps> oh. Yay! Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Jenny Rux. Um, Who else you got coming I should have uh, compiled this list. Well, that's what I thought about. I didn't. It's on the way over here. Just a little quick uh, birthday quick hit and new quick hit. Oh, that was funny. It was a Cleburne. Isn't that where we had the, uh, the wedding? Are we in Crowley? Crowley. Dang, I always mm. get those two confused. Yeah, me too. I only brought it up because I thought that's where we had the, the wedding at. <laughs> <laughs> Cleburne's down south. Okay. Yeah, I think Sammy the Kid is from Cleburne. He is, yeah. Plus I get Burleson and Benbrook confused sometimes. Yeah. I've actually got those I got those in my mind which ones where, but Cleburne and Crowley still throw me off. Yeah. So, you know, we had a um, trunk or treat at our church mm-hmm. and um there was actually we had protesters there because Halloween is evil and of the devil and they, we had people there they had the microphone we had to call the police they had to come because they got them off our off the property and handing on a sidewalk or whatever but the same kind of deal these guys went to a a breakfast with Santa event and went in there yelling that Santa isn't real it's like who why do people care well, so know. much to do something like that you know it's just I don't know hard it's to weird. wrap my mind around that yeah and to have the nuts to do that yeah yeah that's that's where it's like i definitely don't understand a level of boredom that i've never reached so i have to go out and bother people and obsession yeah 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 i mean they have to believe that there's something wrong with yeah with it or they wouldn't be they think they're saving the world right saving people's souls that's got to be you know so I mean, I kind of give them the benefit. I mean, I kind of give them that. I'm like, you think you're doing good. You're not doing good. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know where it falls, but at least the heart's in the right place, kind of. Because yeah. if if you believe certain things, then you should act upon them. But those certain things are kind of crazy, so I wish they wouldn't. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so while you were in Bolivia, you said your boyfriend was here, but you and your boyfriend did take a trip together, or he joined you on the trip or something because he made this video, and you're in it. Yes, but he has not been to Bolivia yet. Okay. When I go back next summer, he will be vis- at least visiting me, and I will get to show him the wonders of mm-hmm. Bolivia. But since I was going and he had a new song out that was inspired by us, he said, hey, would you mind taking some footage while you're there? So I recruited some really good friends and including my sister when she came. And we took some cool footage of me around the city and in different locations. I took a lot of footage of wherever I was and um, River, River Jones my boyfriend who's also a musician put it all together i videoed him in austin and he magically made the ruins of tiwanaku look like they were in fields outside of austin and it was just amazing what he did with all the footage and you can see it for yourself if you go to river jones on youtube Mm -hmm. and look at the song strawberry lit moon which I think we're about to listen to. Yes. And you'll see yours truly in the video, my very first appearance in a music video. <laughs> and That's actually surprising. It's a really pretty song. It is a pretty song. And the video is cool. I, didn't, I thought for some reason he was with you filming you like y'all were on like a vacation together so that's kind of what it looks like next year yeah yes we will be doing that (laughs) that's cool and um so is he a solo artist he is yes right now he plays all of his own instruments and mixes everything himself records everything himself and sings everything makes his own videos and then once it's all done um, he'll get a band together and hopefully tour and do all that oh, exciting stuff. Oh, that's cool. Now, does he do does he do movies, for, uh, music for movies, any independent movies or anything like that? I don't know if he has yet, but he is totally open to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And if anybody wants to check him out, they can check him out on like on Facebook. Just yeah, R- just River, River Jones. Jones and yeah. How's the name like, like River Jones not t- t- taken? That's a great name. It is. You know, I mean, because it's, it's River, which is kind of the weird name, but it is Jones, which is totally like Smith and Jones, you know? Yeah, River, I don't think there are any other no. super famous River Joneses. But it's kind of a contrast. In <laughs> yeah, it's a cool so, name. And it's Strawberry Lit Moon. <laughs> yeah. That's All right. 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 Um, is there anything that you're doing that you want to push? Um, yes, please. Mm-hmm. I am so excited that on February 10th, for the first time for me, I will be singing as a solo artist at the Meyerson Symphony Center in Dallas. Oh, wow. And it will be with Southwestern Adventist University in their annual Southwestern Music Festival. This year they're doing Haydn's Lord Nelson Mass, or a.k.a. Mass for Troubled Times, because Haydn wrote it in the late 1790s when Napoleon was in the process of invading Austria and had won several battles in Austria so it has a lot of darkness Mm -hmm. in there and I'll be the soprano soloist with orchestra and choir and get to sing some pretty hard music so I've got to start practicing Um, but it's Sunday (laughs) February 10th at 730 at the Meyerson Symphony Center and be there or be square that's awesome and you can look at can add me as a friend on facebook and you can also add me or follow me on instagram allison soprano and i'll be posting everything there great and then are you um, still doing stuff you were doing like stuff with like some string people before were you like a little three-piece i was in the little trio little yes trio. and unfortunately i stepped down from the little trio because of my trip trip to bolivia and i'm going back to bolivia next year and it's all part of the fulbright program okay yeah yeah. and when i wrote my application i didn't know i was going to get it or not but i wrote a lot of things in the application that i said i was going to do so i had to open up some time in my schedule to be able to complete all the things that i said i was going to do for my project yeah including a book hopefully and more i want to do more music videos yeah. and all this exciting stuff 
but they are continuing on as a duo, clarinet and piano duo. They're called Clarinet Couture. And if you are interested in classical music for clarinet and piano, check them out because they'll be putting on some awesome shows still. Right. Awesome. Well, I think that's probably about everything. You know, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to y'all. And thanks for having me on the show. It's so much fun to come out here. I'm going to call you again next year. Sounds good. Like <laughs> I, like, I like having you around this time. I love this time of the year, just the lights and the happiness and the joy and all the peace and everything. It's and, so wonderful. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like the having Christmas you music. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, All right. So this is Strawberry Lit Moon by River Jones. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.